is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Panmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle. Not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nation. So today I have my lovely friends who have been working together for more than a years, and I'm proudly present to you, um, Angel Abeliana. Here, um, she is the founder and CEO of Phenomenal Filipina, um, and I can tell you that um, she have made. Her business from scratch and then hit six figure within a year, which is very amazing. And she is also a great copywriter who really writes that converts. One of the greatest copywriter that I have known. Um, and we will talk to her about how she balanced her life, how her success journey looks like, and if you have known her before or maybe from now on you will know her, you will know that she moves all the time and she always like stay in those. Um, amazing beautiful sceneries area so please welcome Angel with me today hi Angel hi Matita thanks so much for having me and for the wonderful info uh, introduction of course of course so before we start to know about your success journey or your entrepreneurial journey can you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you start this journey even um, so I am from the Philippines originally. I do now possibly would I categorize myself as a digital nomad, although other people don't like that term. So I move every few months. Um, but now currently I'm back. I'm actually in quarantine. Um, I'm back from Mexico in the Philippines just for the holidays to surprise my family. They don't know it yet, and I'm glad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they would, I would be with them through in Chris, uh, through Christmas and the New Year's, and then I'd fly wherever again. Not sure. <laughs> ah, awesome! And what is your study background in? Um, I'm a licensed genetic engineer. Uh, what is that? I work. Me? Sorry. What is that? What what type of engineer? Sorry. What is that? Like a geodetic. Okay. Yeah, nobody knows about it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, it's like satellites and measurements um, in buildings as well. So it's like it's very rare. Ah. Um, yeah. So there's actually about ten thousand, only ten thousand genetic engineers in the Philippines. Um, I worked for three months in construction. I didn't like it. So I built my own business online. But you're not only doing this, right? I mean, you have other sides of your business as well. Not only like the online business, but you also like have having other types of business model that you combine together. So if you could yeah. share with anyone who want to start the business journey, 
how many um, stream of income that you are having currently? Like there are multiple that I have known about. Yeah, so currently like really active ones, like five. So it's like really small businesses because I want things to be passive and I want to only work to two to four hours a day. Um, I don't want to work like only four hours a week because I get bored, but I want to have the flexibility that that's just the life I want to live. Um, so there's the copywriting business. There's a social selling one. Um, we do have the VA mentorship. I'm also trying Airbnb. So a few properties. That's also why I went back home to the Philippines just to make sure that there be, you know, it could start running Airbnb business. Mm. Um, we have the visa. So we assist Filipinos to get abroad with their visas and whatever and ticketing and bookings and stuff like that. And what else? And I really love like paper assets. So stocks um, and like just paper investments. Mm. Yeah. And I do also help run a, an engineering firm in the Philippines. Oh. Very mm-hmm. how, you, how do you separate your time? How do you manage your time then? But this is of this though, you're able to work two to three, two to four hours a day. That's amazing. Yeah. Because I outsource everything. I learned outsourcing and I was like, okay, you could outsource every single thing in your life. <laughs> and that's how, that's how I could like really manage. So even your life, even like personal things, like someone's booking my flight, someone's doing all the traveling, booking hotels, booking places. Um, so everything in my life is outsourced. So I don't have to do all those things that are not actually revenue generating. Um, so yeah, just outsource everything. So, okay. So there are like, I'm not sure. Um, let's say that people who feeling like, no, I, I don't think that person can do it for me because I can do better type of mindset. And what would you suggest that person to start outsourcing for the first thing? What that would be as a business person? Yeah, I used to think that. I used to think that I'm the best at whatever. Um, so when I started my copywriting business, I'm the one who's really writing. And then I was like, oh, I cannot, like no one can write better. Like no one can write this better than me. But that's not true because that's not true. That's a limiting belief. So I always just say somebody else can do this better than me. And it's all repetitive anyway. If they do the same thing over and over and over again, then they're going to be good at it. Because now I could actually say that everyone who writes for me, so my writers in the copywriting business are better than me at writing because they do it over and over and over again. I don't write anymore from our clients. Um, so they do that. I've trained them. It can maybe take, you know, a month or a year, but that's the time investment that you put in the first time and then they could do it for you. So it's a limiting belief and it's just your ego saying you're better because there, there's always going to be someone who's better at doing something than you are. Um, it's just really letting go that like stop, you know, being such a control freak. If anyone listening right now, um, Angel mentioned about to train that person to be able to do as if what you expected to do. So you mentioned that to train someone could be as little as one month or even took for a year or even more. Um, how that patience that you need to have to train someone that you really want to free up the time for yourself? 
I do not have the patience. I hate training people. So I actually hired my current OBM right now. So she hires people for me. So she interviews and hires and does like the main, I did train my OBM for a while. Um, and it took a lot of my time. One of my social sellers, um, another copywriter, I also trained them myself, but then when they're good, they could train other people to do it. So it, it is a time, it's an investment of your time, but you also get your time back. Um, and patience with like, you know, everyone has a learning curve. It's not going to be perfect the first time. So you just need to be human enough to realize that and be patient. Um, but again, it's really investment. So if you don't want to do this your whole life, then you can just put in one, what is one month of your time? right? To be able to not do this for the rest of your life. Yeah. And what inspired you to traveling then? I've always liked traveling, but I came from a country which is so, um, it's even worse than Thailand passport. I think your passport is even better than Filipino passport. Oh no, I think we are equally, don't, don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think there are a lot yeah so I need visa all the time I need all those things and because like in the Philippines you know the rates it's like 300 USD is our average um, monthly income even as an engineer I was like having 300 USD per month um, it's not it's not feasible it's not possible um, to travel abroad or if we can it's like just neighboring countries like Thailand or like you know and it's like promotions for like the airlines and stuff um, but I again I've always known how to write so I just write for scholarships abroad I've been in 10 countries completely for free because of scholarships so I would Amazing. just write different in different programs um, it's just about really writing and then I've, I've loved traveling I love knowing different cultures so I said like, you know I can't be an engineer because it doesn't afford it's not it can't afford the lifestyle that I want to live so you know and I've seen people and when you expose yourself to different clients um, I guess like you've you actually um, you actually placed me in one of like the clients that I have now, um, and she's super great. So once you see, once you see all of these people doing amazing things, it also like opens up your mind to what's possible. So it's really exposure to that exposure, um, from a young age. Yeah, I agree. And the more you travel, I think I found myself more from the different perspective yeah. of my life. Do you think so? Like, yeah. yeah, like I get to learn other people and reflect on what do I really want to do, right? To find joy in my life in that sense. This episode is sponsored by Mutita Clothing, like what I'm wearing right here. So if you are a pretty sized lady who are looking for high quality apparels as well as a neat cutting and premium pattern, check it out at mutitaclothing.com so that you can be simply elegant by no time. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah. And also when you see other people doing things that you don't even know existed before, mm. you know, like, or like making money that you don't even know, like existed in your country, like that's like crazy amounts of money. So, but if you don't normalize that, you don't meet other people, you don't go out, you don't, you know, or like not even just like traveling, but like opening your mind to all of these opportunities, then it's going to stay stagnant. So that's why I like traveling. I could meet a lot of people. 
What about the the service provider wise? Do you think it's different working with local Filipino firms versus international clients? What do you mean? So like when you provide these copywriting service or social seller service to local um like internal Filipino. yeah in oh. Philippines or for international clients, I know that you have clients from many continents like Australia or, or the US itself. So are these different in your opinion? Yeah, I do not do copywriting for Filipinos ah. just because, yeah, they cannot afford the rate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, <true>. yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, I do not offer those kind of services for Filipinos. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because I read here and then you say that, oh, you doing the marketing for local and international. So that's why I was curious that oh, yeah. do you provide um, this service? So custom? sometimes, so I do uh, marketing. Yeah, but it's like a much lower rate. It's more like to help businesses in the Philippines more than to get business from them. But ah. it's, you know, it's a... Uh, it's something that I want to do. It's something I want to like expose a lot of Filipinos to businesses and to online work. That's why I have the VA mentorship program right now. Um, it's not like if like in a in a bigger sense, it's not very it's not the most profitable thing I could do. But I want to do it because it impacts a lot of Filipinos. They could get jobs. They could see so many opportunities that are not available for them. So we have VAs that you know, couldn't find work in the Philippines or VAs who just don't want to work during COVID in their offices. And now they're working online. So I feel it's more impact more than income in that sense. Mm. Do you think what would be the problem of like, um, as an expat hiring Filipinos, like what would be the misconception of people hiring a VA from the Philippines? the rate i would be the would be my first <laughs> ideal i mean like we always say that like the rate is yeah. so crazy that they expect it like i just saw a post that like um someone just posted i'm looking for a va with like five to seven dollars an hour i'm like back then maybe yes but right now um three to four years later i don't think that is possible anymore like everything is more expensive this day yeah and also you could still hire people like that, but are you really investing in good talent? So the people in my program speak really good English, good, like the smartest people inside the room, they just don't have the opportunity. So they start at the very least at eight USD. That's like bare minimum. Um, and if people, you can still have, you know, you have clients who would say, that's all I can afford five to seven. We just don't work with them because then you're not our market. Um, so if just to me, if I could do like when I started, I started as a BA, right. Um, if I could do, if I could put in your business, you know, if I could help you go from 30 K to hundred six figure business then I am worth more than three USD. 
So that's up to you as a business owner. Um, if you could see that um, interest, like a return of investment, then I am going to be worth more than that. And I've just decided that these are the people. So I only now work with six-figure business owners, um, either for the social selling and for the copywriting, because these are the people I want to serve, because I want to elevate people to like a million dollar mark. You know, so that I could be worth more because <laughs> if I work with people who are small business owners, then it couldn't afford the rates, then there's no return on investment for them. So it's really just about the market um, that we all serve. But yeah, I think, uh, well, in my, you know, I, again, like you can still hire people like that. But in my program, they're all they're all eight USD minimum above. Yeah, I think I always say that it's about if you if you consider um hourly rates with that skill set it could be like very basic or like higher skill required or the expert part and of course the the price would be higher by the experience and the the skill set that come with it right so yeah. thinking about that like if it's only data entry i think that rate may be possible but if it require more analytics or calculation or response or any others soft skill that would require experience to develop over the year, then that might not be the answer. Um, yeah. yeah, that that pretty much like HR big 101 that like people need to understand. Like if you want to hire newly graduates, something like that, that's what you yeah. have to expect. Yeah. So what else? What would be other misconception hiring a VA over there? Mm. Um, that if that one VA could do everything, so there yeah. are different skill sets. So, a SOCMED VA, I mean, there are a lot of not a lot, but there are a few unicorn, unicorns who could do all these things. But a copywriter, most definitely for me, I don't want to do, I want to, I don't want to deal with tech, I don't want to learn it. I just don't, so I can't do any zaps. I can't, I could understand a bit of it just because um, uh, some of my clients are like a software business. So I need to understand, but I don't want to do any of it. I don't want to do funnels. Um, and there are people who could do that if you train them possibly, but you know, you can't say I want all of that and I want just one person because that's like different skill sets. Yeah, I agree. And it's also required like, yeah, experience. That that's very important. Like when when you when you interview anyone and then ask them back whether have you ever used it before and what you use it for. That's like a very good question in my experience. That if they say they have used it, but they're not really able to explain what to use it for, is kind of like, are you really have used it before? Yeah. <laughs> and this is what you require us to pay you, like. Um, it's vice versa, right? Hiring process are like both sides thing. Mm. You yourself, um, as the business owner and also provide a service from others, um, how do you shift this gear like between providing to the clients and managing your business? Yeah, so most of, if not all, of the other businesses are essentially passive. I don't do anything in there except like maybe post on social media once in a while so I also didn't want to be the business owner that needs to be in all the ads I need to post a lot so it's not all actually all most of it are service-based because I don't want to go into coaching um that's not 
that's not what I want to do. So it's all you are getting service from us. Um, so that's more or less, you know, the VA is doing it. Even the visa um, company that we have, it's VA is doing it. So now I am, I have the time to actually say, hey, I want two to three clients only. I only deal with now two to three high ticket clients. Um, and that they all I serve and the others are managed by really good OBM. A really good OBM could also change your life because <laughs> like she manages everything. But when you should get the first OBM, that's the point. When? Yeah. I do not know. Maybe because, because yours has been, how to say that, developed along the way with you, right? Yeah, along the way. And she started as like a VA and then she started, you know, and then I just like took her forever and then now she manages most of my business uh-huh. but she's really good at that so I'm not sure when to do your first OBM yeah sometimes it's involved luck somehow who yeah. you find yeah I understand that but in my opinion though I think you should make some profit first and like that yeah, is that sure. the repetitive result whether it's going to be service-based or product-based because if not you're going to come back and have an argument with your OBM that This is not what you want them to do, but actually it's not yet settled, right? Yeah. And if you don't have, yeah, it's an investment. So if you don't have the cash flow, then it's hard to retain like good VAs or OBMs because like, what are you going to feed them? You know? Yeah. As well as feeding yourself as well. So, and so these are great information in case anyone want to follow you and then see your amazing life. Where can they follow you then? Yeah, so my Instagram is at Aid Ventures, E-Y-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. Um, and they can follow me in there. And I do recommend a lot of VAs um, that are in my program. Um, that's, you know, my recommendation is completely for free just because I place my VAs um, and find them jobs. And we do have copywriting packages um, that opens once in a while. that they could also avail through my stories. We always post in there what we what we um, we offer uh, depending on the time. Yeah, so you really have a wait list, right? Like you really like have a closed door when you open and they're like, it's all fully booked then. <laughs> We're fully booked now. <laughs> oh, that's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's easy when I check it because I don't have to, you know, do anything. Right. That's yes, amazing. So. so if anyone want to work with Angel or Angel team, you have to follow her so that you know what news <laughs> and then what she would offer at that time. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing um, this amazing story. And I hope you are the best and keep in touch along the way. Yeah, keep in touch. Thank you so much. Take really care. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> hope this episode inspire you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today start implementing what you have learned the results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck